Hi, everybody. I'm a grateful recovered for today's food addict. My name is Irie. And um, thank you so much for asking me and allowing me to do service. I actually didn't want to be here tonight. Um, and I had a thought about 6 o'clock that I would just say, oh, I'm sorry, I don't feel well. Um, but I am grateful that because of this program, I know that that is, um, that is not what I need to do for myself and for my recovery. I, um, when I say I'm recovered, I'm recovered for today. I don't mean I'm cured from my food addiction. What I mean is that today I have been released from the hopeless condition of body and mind that I came into Overeaters Anonymous with, thanks to God and the the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. I, um, I came into Overeaters Anonymous, um, for the first time in 1993. And in 1993, I needed to lose about 50 pounds. And I came in, I got abstinent, I stayed abstinent for about six years. And then I stopped um, really living in the steps and, and practicing step 10 on an ongoing basis throughout the day. And I wasn't doing my nightly review of the 11 step um, at night. And I wasn't, and then I stopped praying in the morning and then I stopped going to meetings and then I became my own higher power. And because I'm a terrible higher power, food became my higher power again. And I gained, I was out in relapse for about six years. And, um, and I came back. And when I came back the second time, at that point, I needed to lose 150 pounds got abstinent again, did it all over again. Stayed abstinent for um, five or six years, stopped doing what was keeping me abstinent and went back out again and stayed out for another five or six years. And I came back. um, And when I came back, I needed to lose 185 pounds. And because this is a progressive disease, it never gets better. It always gets worse. And so I have been back this time in a way. um, uh, It was four years in June. And I have lost 175 pounds. Um, My doctor thinks I can stay where I am. The, The nutritionist think I can probably lose another five pounds or so. So, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with the weight. You know, the weight loss has definitely slowed down over the last year. Um, Over this past year, I've only lost about 25 other pounds following the same food plan, you know, because my weight is really none of my business. My only business is to follow the food plan. And when I came in, I was at a real point of, you know, in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And I have worked the steps as they are laid out in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And I believe that that is the answer for me. Um, I'm a real low bottom food addict. And so um, I tried other methods and they didn't work uh, for me. And, um, And so when I came back this time, I had been in a relationship with um, with a wonderful woman who was also in OA. When we got together, we were both in recovery. 
and um, and I relapsed because of what I, same reason. It's always the same pattern. I stop doing 10 steps throughout the day whenever I'm upset about something. I then decide that I don't really need to share my 11th step with anybody. And then I stop doing the 11th step review altogether. And then I become God and, and then the food becomes God. It's always the same, has always been the same pattern for me. And I just pray that one day at a time I have learned that lesson and I don't, um, and I don't stop doing that. Uh, one of the things that is different this time is that um, this time I had given up, I had almost given up um, on, on losing weight. I remember having a conversation with my wife about three months before I came back and got abstinent. And um, she said, don't you think you're a food addict? Because she was still going to OA and I wasn't going to meetings. I would, she, was some, she had some issues with driving and mobility. So I would drive her to meetings sit in the car outside the meeting and work. And then I would, you know, we would go home together. And so she asked me if I thought that um, I wasn't a food addict. And I said, I am absolutely a food addict. I absolutely believe that the solution is spiritual, but I don't think that the solution is in a way. And that is because what I chose to listen to in meetings was, oh, it's okay, honey, you used to eat, 10 of whatever it was, and now you're only eating one or two, so you're making progress. It's all about progress, not perfection. Just keep coming back. We love you. And that was not, I'm not saying that that was a message. I'm just saying that that was the message that I chose to pay attention to. And that message was going to kill me because I'm a real food addict and I cannot have a little bit of anything. And so I had given up on OA. I, you know, I was in that point of complete and pitiful demoralization that they talk about in the big book. That's where I was. I had, my wife had needed to have some surgery and she had had that same kind of surgery three years earlier and I knew the amount of physical work that was needed. And at over 300 pounds, I also knew that there was no way that I was going to be able to give her the help that she needed. And I desperately wanted to lose weight and I couldn't lose weight. And for six months, I would try, I would beg, I would pray, but I wasn't admitting I was to other people. And that seems to be the key for me, to be able to admit that to other people. And so, um, and part of that was because of what I shared. I had given up hope about OA. And then a friend of my wife told her about this meeting, um, a meeting called A Vision for You, and it was a phone meeting, and there was a meeting in our area that met on Saturdays that followed that format. And when I heard the format and how people worked the steps out of the big book and how um, that was, you know, that was the real answer, I thought, you know, I have always found the answer in the big book. If there are these people that are following the clear-cut directions in the big book, I'm going to give it a shot. So, you know, my wife had asked me if I would drive her to that meeting, and I decided I would go in with her. And I went in, and they were reading from the big book. And people were talking about entire abstinence. And people were talking about how having to put the food down first and really 
identify what my alcoholic food, for the first time I heard alcoholic foods. And that made so much sense to me. And so I left that meeting and I got abstinent and I have stayed abstinent ever since. Um, and I had peace. I went through withdrawal. The withdrawal was horrible. But then I got peace and I, you know, and I, and I wanted to keep that. And so I knew that the only way to keep that was to get a sponsor and to work the steps. And so I started listening to this phone meeting, this mission for you phone meeting. And I got a sponsor and, um, you know, work my identify, find my alcoholic foods. What I identified was that there were foods that I used to eat in my previous abstinence that were, had never been a problem before, but they became a problem this last time. And so I was, at this point, I was willing to eliminate everything that had ever, you know, my sponsor gave me some questions to answer, to be able to identify what my alcoholic foods were. She had me write the, the green, the yellow, and the red list of foods, and the yellow list was, you know, those that are, I wasn't sure about, and the red ones were the ones that I was sure to have, and the green ones were the ones I could have with no problem. And my sponsor asked me if I was willing to give up the yellow foods also. And I, and I said, absolutely. So I gave them all up. I gave up everything on my red list and on my yellow list. And, um, and she just said, just for as long as you're working the steps, give up the yellow foods. And then, then I, I identified behaviors. And what I identified is, what I identified is that um, my meals needed to have a beginning and an end that I needed to weigh and measure my food because I am not a good measurer of food. And sometimes my four ounces of whatever it is looks like I'm going to starve to death. And then there's other times that this, those same four ounces look like I'm just going to explode from being too full because I don't have a good measurer in my head. So I weigh and measure my food. I don't eat between meals. I don't eat as I'm cooking the food. I don't taste the food, which, you know, I thought was, um, would give me really bad tasting food, but it hasn't. Um, and, um, and I've had peace. And then I proceeded to work the rest of the steps following those same clear-cut directions that are in the book. I have had... Um, and, you know, I've had an experience with this program that has really given me a sense of peace and um, neutrality around food and around life that, um, that, I, that I've never had before in my two other times when I, when I enjoyed five or six years of abstinence. I, um, my exercise, I, I was exercised, I started out with this disease actually as an anorexic and then I smoked marijuana at like 14 or 15 and that cured me from the anorexia and then I went on uh, a long journey of um, exercise bulimia but I kept you know because I am a, a food addict and a compulsive overeater the the overeating eventually I couldn't exercise enough and so the weight kept creeping up and so during my first couple of abstinence, my, um, my exercise bulimia was out of hand. 
this time around, my exercise bulimia is not out of hand. I am not exercising um, excessively. The last time I had been abstinent, I was running 10 miles every day. And that was just before going to the gym. Um, I had picked a gym that was 10, you know, five miles away and I would run five miles to the gym and then I would run the five miles back and then, you know, and exercise in the gym. I'm not doing that now. This, I have, I got suggestions from the doctor of what my exercise should be for my age. I stick to that plan. That's the plan I do, just like I stick to my food plan. And so as a result of that, I have peace. I work the steps, as I said, as they are laid out in the big book, writing the, you know, the resentments and the causes and the effects, and then looking at the turnaround to where I had been selfish, dishonest, self-seeking and afraid in each one of those situations. Um, and I did six and I shared it with a sponsor. I did six and seven. I had my list of my men from my eight, you know, from my fourth step. Um, and I looked at what other, you know, what other damage I may have done that were not necessarily related to a resentment. And I went about doing my amends. I have now made all the amends that I can make, um, except for the people that are dead. I didn't, you know, I can't make direct amends to them. I just wrote letters for them. Um, and I feel a great sense of freedom. And so what happens is I live my day in in, in steps 10, 11, and 12. I mean, I recognize that I'm a food addict every morning. Every morning I wake up with untreated food addiction, and I know I have to treat it with God, because if I don't treat it with God, I'm going to treat it with food. And so um, so I wake up and I say the, the third and the seven-step prayers. I have a few books that I read. Um, I say the, the, I use the directions for the 10 step in the in the book um as a prayer because left to my own devices i i don't um i don't follow those instructions and um and then i ask god to divorce my thinking from selfish self-seeking and self-pitting motives and i follow the instructions for on the you know on on in the in the morning of beginning of my day that are on page 86 of the big book um i follow those instructions and um, the 11th step has three there's three parts there's some noise on the line um, there are three parts to the 11th step thank you thank you there are three parts to the 11th step there's some morning prayer where I'm asking God to guide my thinking before I plan out my day then there's the pause when agitated or doubtful. And when I pause when agitated or doubtful, I follow the instructions on page 84 to do a 10 step, which means I, I ask God to remove whether it's fear, resentment, dishonesty, um, or selfishness. I ask God to remove it. I share it with somebody else. And then I turn my attention to someone I can help. help. And if I manage to create some problems for somebody with with um, those character defects, I, you know, I make amends and I move on. And then at night, I have an 11-step buddy. I'm part of this group of women who rotate every two weeks. We, we get a new 11-step buddy. 
So I talk to somebody every day. I'm accountable to somebody. Um, and we review our day together, asking, asking God to help us review our day. I answer the questions on, on page 86 for when we retire at night, which is, which is the 11-step inventory. Um, I answer those questions, and I try to repair whatever damage um, I may have done that I didn't catch throughout the day. It's, uh, it's really designed to catch whatever I didn't catch as I was living in step 10 throughout the day. Um, and then I do service by doing things like this, even when I don't want to. I, I sponsor women. I read the book with them. I do service in my home group. And I do service in society in general. I did a lot of damage to um to society and to the people around me, the people I worked with, the people that were my friends, to sponsees. Uh, I, I did a lot of damage in my, in my addiction. And so I, I'm a better person today and I try to leave you know, public places better than I found them because I used to leave public places dirty. I would buy all sorts of junk food and I would leave wrappers everywhere. That was just one of the minimal ways. I was a rageaholic in traffic when I was driving. And so I try to drive, not always successfully, and I don't practice any of this perfectly. The idea is not, is not that I have to get perfect. The only thing I ever get to have perfect is that entire abstinence. I'm not crossing that line into eating my alcoholic foods or engaging in my alcoholic foods behave, food behaviors. Those are the only things that I have gotten to do perfectly one day at a time for over four years now. Everything else I get to continue to practice and, and get better at. One of the things that um, the book talks about in step 10 is that we get to grow in understanding and effectiveness. And so it's a process, continuing to grow in understanding and effectiveness which means that I get to identify the character defects earlier. I get to be more effective at asking God to remove them because of my own, um, of my own will. I am not able to remove any character defects or change any behaviors. I have to have God's help. And God is the one that has changed me. Now, if you're here and you have trouble with God, don't worry about it. I came in as an atheist and today, my relationship with God is the most important relationship in my life. So um, I God through working the steps, and I develop that relationship through working the steps, and I continue to engage in that relationship on a daily basis as I work the steps, and I treat the people about me as God's children, just like I am. I'm God's favorite child, and so are you. And so I need to treat everyone that way. Um, and as long as I continue to do that and, uh, and continue to work on it on a daily basis, fixing the wrongs I've made, um, I will be okay and I will never have to eat again. And I think that brings me up to the, to the time. Thank you again for allowing me to do service. And the topic, I guess, is perseverance. Okay. Did you want to leave your uh, contact information off the recording or on? Off. Okay. I'll turn it off. 